Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Do you know that Carlos Tevez's nickname is uh, El Apache? Yeah. yeah. The, the Apache? Yeah. That's quite, I know that. That's quite yeah, yeah, they've got good nicknames. Um, Mine would probably be the Missile. <laughs> the Pissile? <laughs> 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 Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Uh, Pete's here. Hello. Lukey's here. All right. James or Jim is also here. Good morning. Or afternoon, or evening. Um, it's your choice, it's a podcast. Um, uh, more speculation surrounds Robinho, and that is the influence for the opening question. Who is a memorable or favourite awkward player? From from time, well, like a loose cannon, or bit something. of a loose cannon, or just a, a bit of Renegade. a disruption yeah. uh, in the dressing room, on the field, anything like that. Who's going first? You are, Stefan Effenberg. Good, good one, yeah. good one, yeah. very good. Yes, uh, two two main reasons. I mean, it's reasonably well documented, but two main reasons. One is, can anyone here tell me how many league yellow cards he got just in the Bundesliga in his career? Twenty five. I, I could. One hundred nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just in the Bundesliga. He's All a right. wild man. That's a kickoff. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the small matter of an affair with Thomas Strunz's wife as well <laughs> in the same in the same uh, in the same uh, national squad. Right. So <laughs> that along with him um, being didn't he get turfed out the '94 World Cup? '94 well? World Cup. Yeah. For sign vibes. language. Uh, yeah. A bit rude of, uh, sign language to the crowd. So and, he, and also there, I think there was reports of him not refusing to train with his yeah. other teammates. Loads of stuff like that. So he was, uh, was an international playboy, wasn't he, Effenberg? And he had a really really high opinion of himself. Oh yeah. Right, German. I'm, I'm, Ooh, I'm interested to know. What, I'm interested to know how it's a great career move to refuse to train with your teammates. I mean, how much can you get done <laughs> yeah. on your own? <laughs> <laughs> right, we're having a game of one. On. Yeah, I've been one. I win. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna have a game of headers and headers. That <laughs> man, that man would start a disagreement in an empty room. So he's mm. mine. He was a good player. Oh, he, he was, was yeah. a really good player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they so often are though. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is you don't get problem. a big head when you crap. No. Wow, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, James, who have you got? I'm, I'm going to go for Lauren Robert. Good one. Because he was just such a hothead. When he was at Newcastle, he agitated for a move for ages and ages. Didn't he strike Pete, if I remember rightly? Yeah, I think so. I think he was. Uh, uh, it's all. It happens all too often with the Newcastle fans. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle players, to be fair. Can opening left foot though. Can yeah, well, he did have. Foot. Yeah, but then he agitated for a move. He got a loan move to Portsmouth, which I believe was like a sort of three-year contract. But the whole thing was a loan, so Newcastle got rid of him. Yeah. And if if he played up at Portsmouth, they could get rid of him as well. And he just sort of be out on his ass. And um, Pompey almost certainly didn't pay for that. Well, yeah, no, he, he went to Pompey <laughs> and just did the same thing again. Yeah. Just, yeah. just absolutely ridiculous, man. <laughs> Wasn't there something where he walked out of a game? at half time and was like seen all... walking along the motorway or something ridiculous like that well I'll tell you something now this is the honest truth Lauren Robert at Portsmouth my overriding image of him is in him in socks which isn't <laughs> yeah. going to be a good thing for yeah. a footballer his so. last, his, I think his last game for Newcastle he ended up just in his wife fronts it, it was a really iconic image of him amazing just, just in his pants I mean quite, he looked quite incredible handsome. quite, quite handsome. handsome fella yeah. from yeah. the Reunion Islands yeah he, was, yeah. Yeah, he is that's from right. Reunion Islands yeah that's, that's right. a great shot pants. yeah yeah um, a Pete. friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, is a Newcastle fan. He used to go and watch Newcastle all the time, and he just said Robert just used to play for himself. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Journeyman, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he was sort of left out of the France squad over and over again because of things like that, and just, yeah. It's yeah. like what it, like, it kind of mirrors the back end of Ginola's career. To be fair, I think kind of. Yeah, he was, he was never as good as Ginola. No, no. no. Ginola was it, one I, of the Premier League's best players. Oh, right? God, yeah. Yeah. brilliant. Yeah. 
Uh, Pete, who have you got? Well, I mean, I, I was thinking someone like Eric Cantona. Oh, but then uh, then I thought, well, why not look close at home, Petey? Yes. You've got so many players that have <laughs> upset so many them? people. Yeah. Um, so it's probably... I was looking for Kieran Dyer or, or, yeah. and, 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 and Kieran Dyer and uh, Janice and... Lee and Bowyer. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I mean, that, just that fight with those two was, mm. was bad enough. That was class. But I think Lee Bowyer's face there was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen so much rage in one man's face, ever. But I yeah. settled on uh, Craig Bellamy for Newcastle. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, was yeah. he was so upsetting, he upsetted... <laughs> He upset <laughs> Terry McDermott on a golf course, oh and he was. Uh, and he, when he'd heard what Craig Bellamy had said to, uh, to I think he'd upset Peter Beardsley, he'd upset oh, Alan Shearer, that's he'd upset a lot of people. And Terry McDermott said he was going to punch his face. How do you upset Terry McDermott? I don't know. Ruffle his hair. I don't know. Ruffle his <laughs> upsetting, upsetting Alan Shearer is perfectly acceptable. Upsetting <laughs> Peter Beardsley no, is that. disgraceful behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a good show. Craig Bellamy's handy with a golf club as well. We're going to count. Let's see what you've done there. Um, uh, I'm going to go for any Dutch player that's played for the Dutch national side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a disruptive bunch. Clivert yeah. was bad enough for you. Well, yeah, yeah. Johnny Flashpants. Clivert yeah. was, was was shocking, but actually, if I may narrow it down. Johan Cruyff. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people. He kicked might... it all off. Well, he? Exactly. He, he got the ball in many ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, in the total. Disruption or whatever it was. I'm not wearing that kit. I'm not going to the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. I'm not letting you pick that goalkeeper. Yeah, he, he picked his mate. Pretty <laughs> much. I think it was. Uh, he was one of the goalkeepers in the. Was it the '74 World Cup? Yeah, the amount of yeah, it, it 78, was. Uh, no, it's '74 because he didn't go to '78. 78. But the the amount of um the amount of controversy around why he didn't go to the World Cup 1978 is that one is like oh he was he was making a statement against the regime in Argentina, which is like bollocks. <laughs> Two yeah. is like it was because they wouldn't let him pick the squad, which I think is where the goalkeeper thing might. May have come from after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but apparently it was just because his wife didn't want him play being a playboy. So well, she was like, "You got to stay." Oh, we're, <laughs> oh, we're breaking up. Um, honorable mentions to Juan Roman Riquelme. Yeah, we've talked about that many times yeah. before, and of course Antonio Cassano. Yeah, yeah, he's still doing it. Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing it this week. Yeah. Yeah. Riquelme would be in the national side. Yeah, but I think Riquelme is a man of principle and he just wants to be loved. I don't think he's I don't think he's all the time deliberately sort of destruct um mm. what's it called? Real, he wouldn't, wouldn't fancy training, he would just take it. Oh yeah, but he was a massive player for them. Yeah, yeah still you still got it's to be, be a... at the rival team, isn't it? I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, what, about, what about that uh, who's that Italian fellow who played for the Cosmos? Uh, oh, oh god, yeah. Chinaglia. Giorgio Chinaglia. Who, who yeah. Chinaglia. Stopped, almost stopped football. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awful <laughs> man. He almost stopped the, the earth spinning. Yeah. 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 I think he actually owned the club at one point. <laughs> yeah. He also owned Lazio or was president of the one. Something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also another dishonourable mention, surely got to go to Pierre Van Hoydonk when he was at Forest. Uh, yeah. yeah. So another sort of striking one to way dickhead. Well they had a few, like Brian Roy was a bit of a divvy sometimes. Uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Apparently, Van Basten at the last World Cup, I think it was, said if any player steps out of line, they've got to do a 10 minute stand up set to the rest of the squad. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. But that was funny. Mm. <laughs> um, points, points, points mean prizes. And for the second week running, it's Luke Moore. Yeah, it's. Standard. If I play to my potential, there's no one can beat me. There's no one can beat me. You, you sound like one of the kids off football's next star. <laughs> yeah. oh, seriously, I've got so much potential, you. Mad skills. It's just an honour to meet Wayne Rooney's and a Let's not change the subject. I've got the point. <laughs> uh, well, um, let's move on to uh, the proceedings. FA Cup weekend has passed and Arsenal are out yes they are another in. big scalp this time yeah. Arsenal losing to Stoke City 3-1 a big solid Campbell was back yeah mm. he was God, he's massive. He's massive. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, as pl have players got smaller in the five years that he's not been playing particularly in the limelight? It's like, he his legs are massive. I, I resent the talk of Portsmouth not being in the limelight. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about him lifting an FA Cup at Wembley a couple of years ago, Pete. Not sure we saw that. Yeah, and how's that worked out for you yeah, since? Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Um, I, th I thought, big, big soul, he, he looks like he's running in treacle. 
But he, but he, <laughs> he played all right. I thought. Yeah, but positionally, yeah, I think he's still good yeah. and he's strong. But he was, I'd probably yeah. maybe a little bit harsh. But I think he was probably at fault for for the second. Stoke second. I mean, I know it was, it was a difficult. delightful cross. Yeah, Fuller got the momentum and it was difficult. But Sol Campbell's a big lad. He should be mm. getting rid of them. They were, they were getting a lot of joy behind the fullbacks. I think. I don't yeah. think it was particularly inexperienced. There was, there was a lot of very, very sort of low, yeah. quick crosses going in. Mm. And I, I don't, yeah. don't think the keeper could handle it most of the time. Oh, to be fair. And yeah. Dixon and Winterburn couldn't handle it by the sound of things either. Um, Campbell. You could mean me. He's just being very yeah. curt. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, maybe not enough to, to get on the plane. No. <laughs> but then having said that, you know, you laugh. But it's not as if we've got loads of good centre half. Well, we said this the other day. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. I think, let's, let's put it in the most diplomatic way possible. <laughs> Please. If Sol Campbell plays in the World Cup for England, we are royally screwed. Yeah. I think. I enjoyed Sylvester just hurting himself constantly. <laughs> constantly getting beaten up. He's like he's Stunt being bullied. I like it how I like it how everyone talks about um playing Stoke City, uh, you know, in Stoke as like you're going 10 rounds with Tyson it's always yeah. like oh, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's come back from injury but they're away to Stokes so not a great one to it's come like back from the battle of passion you know, yeah. it's like hang on a minute welcome to hell <laughs> slash stroke they really, them, they really make him out to be stroke. such no seriously stroke. I've been to Stoke and it is rough <laughs> okay fair enough um, um, I tell you wasn't it last season I think that when Stokes City fans were given the uh, much coveted award as, as loudest fans yeah the they league, were yeah they, they do make a hell of a din mm. yeah they do Yeah, I think on the Sylvester thing by the way just that quickly I think someone needs to tell Sylvester not everything he does has to be last ditch yeah. <laughs> he can sort of plan beforehand as well like, mm. prepare for what he's going to do he's, he's, a bit, he's a bit like John Terry times 100 mm. if he could position himself a bit better so he could cr- clear the ball of his foot he wouldn't have to run the 20 yards back towards his own goal stick his head in the way and get it always kicked off you do, know, do, you know, do you know I spotted playing football for uh, Stoke who? the lap yeah. He's got feet on him. Yeah, I know. He, yeah. he played a bit of tidy football. Yeah, I quite right, enjoyed yeah. How is yeah. he allowed to... Why have they allowed him to use towels? To, oh, everyone to, can do that, can't they? But I, just, I just think that's a... a... couple of Arsenal fans I spoke to were absolutely fuming about it. Oh, it's, it's well. about 20 seconds to take a throw in every yeah. single time. He I, could, I don't know, how he, I don't I know really... why the manager didn't say to him, you've got to do that quicker. You've got to do that quicker. Because yeah. you're just going to get undue... Uh, attention, undue yeah. attention drawn yeah. yourself doing it all the time. I, think, I don't think that you should be allowed towels. Well, I don't see why not. You know, in, I in life, life, I think everyone should what? drip dry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, what if? I mean, what are the rules that if a ball gets kicked out and uh, the ball comes back? That's not necessarily the ball that went out. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean that's a dry ball. Yeah, they're getting an advantage true, yeah. there. So I mean, well, yeah. dry balls are best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they don't stay dry for long. I mean, yeah. technically, you're still allowed to do that sort of somersault thing that Steve Watson used. To no, do. you're not. I don't oh, think you are. Yeah. Are you? I, th- I think technically you are, as long as okay. your feet together, as long as it's yeah, as, long as, you, as long as you release it before you, it goes okay. over your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that. That's a lovely one. That is. Like that's that. the that's the um, world record. Because I'm yeah. just thinking he could. If Delap tried to do that, if he learned how to do that, well, he's he all about the throwing. Do you reckon he's like done it, not doing it as a point of principle? I'm not a performing monkey, I'm a footballer. I'm a human being. <laughs> it's very true. Um, well, Arsenal are out. Um, do you think Chelsea are clear favourites now? Well, they are clear favourites, I don't really They're care. They're not favourites for the cup anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm going to your betting shop. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that Chelsea are clear favourites? Who's up for, who's up for the FA Cup heading down to the South Coast for t- twice in three years, eh? <laughs> Hey, well, you? Yeah, and <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> Southampton fans, well, because it'd be more likely to be Southampton. Yeah. Portsmouth and Southampton in the next. Yeah, round. that's a great draw. Be really interesting. Yeah. To see I want to go, even though I have no vested interest in either. Mm. Same. <laughs> <laughs> if it, no, if it was at Fratton Park, well, you I said vested, not invested. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, um, I'd be confident. But away from home, it's going to be a tricky one. He said, mm. tri- I don't think. I think one. I'm right in saying who's Harry Redknapp going to be supporting that day. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Pompey, I don't think Pompey have beaten Southampton in the FA Cup before. Well, so what? The last time I beat them... So, well, that won't have any played... bearing on the result, would no, it? No, I'm just saying, it's an interesting little bit of trivia for okay, you. Okay, thanks you know? for that. Um, last time Pompey played Southampton, they beat them 4-1. That was in the league. But 2005, that would have been. Right. So it'd be a big game. be interesting to see. I mean, the, the thing about it is, will Pompey have a, be, exist by then? Because the winding up <laughs> order is like hearing is like three days before. Know, and good? Pompey will play, play West Ham... It'll be where, well where we're recording. It's tomorrow night, and they've only they're only going to have three substitutes. Well, maybe Southampton might have a buy into the next round. Mm. Um, Leeds and Beckford. That's a brilliant result for Leeds. I mean, I, they, they haven't won again, again. They played very, very well, yeah, and they kept up, again. They kept up with the pace of it, just in, 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 in the skills, the passing. It was. I really enjoyed the match, and I thought Pete enjoyed they, the skills. I enjoyed the skills. I don't know why I said skills, <laughs> but I enjoyed them. Good. They were heavily under the cosh for a lot of it, and they, they defended very, very well. Which yeah, is, it's nice to see. Michael Dawson had a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, he did. That was a penalty, I thought. Yeah, 
I think it's a testament to them that they can they can do that because what you often see in FA Cup ties is if the lower league side tends to sort of tie towards the end because they spent a lot of time chasing right, the ball. Yeah. Maybe the fitness isn't up there, but at least I don't seem to do that. I didn't do that against um, United. Against, uh, United, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So. Um, Reading march on as well. They yeah. knocked out Burnley. Another Premier League scout for them. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Fulham struggled past Accrington Stanley, according yes. to Roy Hodgson. Mm. Yeah, they did. Well, unfortunately, Accrington Stanley had a player sent off, didn't they? Which made they it tough. Did, yeah. Accrington yeah. Stanley. Who are they? Good one. Hey. Yeah, good. Yeah, so well, football club, I think. Milk. Um, milk. <laughs> Adverts for milk. Hey, yeah. Don't need to advertise milk. Everyone knows milk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The cows aren't on commission, are they? No. So leave off. Cows drink water anyway. Hey? Um, but they produce milk. Get your head on. <laughs> I'm always on me. Um, after that revelation, um, <laughs> Gary Cook, the woeful jib, will not go away. No. no. Funny that, because he's a big businessman for a big club. But, he pops uh, up every now and then just to reconfirm that his jib is still woeful. He looks really hard. No, he doesn't. He I does. Reckon, like, I reckon he looks massive. He looks massive. Set out one of those current relief charity boxing matches. <laughs> I'll, I'll take him down. I'll take him down because I'll just be so motivated I won't let him <laughs> Well, he said that... Um, I'll punch him with an Umbro glove. Oh. Didn't he used to work for Umbro or something? Was it Nike? Probably. Nike. Nike. Yeah, Nike. Nike. Well, Nike glove then, Pete. <laughs> He'll have one of those swooshes on his head. Remember, he's not a thoughtless, ra- uh, he's not a thoughtless robot from Nike. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. he's right, a human yeah. being, apparently. Yeah. Um, he says that City will become the biggest and best club in the world. He said, I will make no excuses for saying it, as I truly believe it, with the resources and capabilities we have. Right, so sorry, how many European Cups have Real Madrid won? It's 12, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a while bef- <laughs> yeah. before you can actually make any sort of claim towards that. Gary will give you 100 years. <laughs> he, he won't, but the thing is, that even when they get to the point of winning, like, in double figures of the Euro- European Cups, by right. the time that happens, Set Blatter would have introduced, like, robotic players anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> not going to ever do it. Well, maybe Gary himself can have a go. You know, he's not endearing himself to, to, to the sort of football in public at large, is isn't he? he? Even Man City fans I know are like, oh, God. <laughs> Gary. Well, so much so, Rubinho looks as though he's going to leave just because why? of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I am a man of principle and I will not play. <laughs> for a I will be a part of this money-making. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I may have cost you £2 million per goal, yeah. but that's enough. Enough is enough. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it looks as though he's on his way to Santos. Yeah, on his way back to Santos. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't think Rubinho has LA ever actually... Santos, yeah. Proven sort of himself in terms of sort of the kind of Galactico billing he's got. When he was at Madrid, mm. he was a bit of a disappointment. Same at City, and obviously there's been flashes of brilliance from him, but uh, just an utter, utter lack of consistency. How, how many has he scored this year? Two, one, uh, one. I think. Pretty sure it's one. He's very like, low. He costs so much money. How can they just write that off? <laughs> he got fifteen. Well, he's, season, a, he's yeah. not a very. Well, he's, been, he's been there for almost the calendar year, just about, and mm. he's got sixteen goals, I think, in all competitions. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He started like Marcus was saying to me earlier. He started off well when he first signed for them, especially at home. Um, but to be fair, he he's been injured a little bit recently. Yeah. Uh, the thing is about Robinho, James is right, but the over, overall overriding thing I think about him is that he doesn't ever seem to have that mentality of sticking something out. Yeah. He doesn't want to He doesn't want to ingratiate himself into a culture that's different to his own, which you do find with, with a few sort of South American players here and there. And so he's not, as a result of that, he doesn't ever want to stick it out. I think, right, well, when the going gets half, I'll pull my socks up and show him what I can do. He just seems to be like, oh, I'll run away from my problems, you know, which is mm. a bit of a shame. I have a uh, Robbie Savage update for you all. <laughs> My um, favourite kind of update. <laughs> well, of course, we talked about Robbie Savage on, on the previous show, and we talked about him getting hit in the face uh, with a football when he was commentating on yeah. the radio. Yeah. And in light of that, he uh, on the training ground, he sat uh, on a chair in the middle of one of the goals there, and he just let his uh, teammate shoot at him from the halfway line. Why? <laughs> Aiming for the face. Well, because... Oh. Just a bit of bit of a laugh. <laughs> Fair play. I, I, Proving that he's I, a good bloke. I'm standing by my chat of a couple of weeks ago or last week or whenever it was. I think he's actually all right. Yeah. I think he's sound. Proved. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But I mean, that, that said, I would like to have a pop at him from the halfway line. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be perfectly safe. Yeah. <laughs> African Cup of Nations. Mm. The favourites, Ivory Coast, are out. Mm. In a thriller against Algeria. 3-2 after extra time, was it? Yeah, it oh. was indeed. Didier Drogba must be inconsolable. Well. Mm. He's probably still rolling around now. <laughs> He's probably back in West London now. Yeah. Um, they they looked as though they'd won it with yeah. pro- possibly the goal of the tournament so far. Mm. Cater, wasn't it? Yeah, a superb goal. And then uh, that was in the 89th minute, and they abs- went mental, as you could imagine. And then uh, in the 91st, 92nd minute, Algeria 
equalised and then scored soon after. Buatza, who used to play for Watford, now Blackpool, I believe. Yeah. He's yeah. a brilliant. fucking disgrace! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, did you? that, didn't even prepare it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Just wind him up and watch the show, Mark. <laughs> yeah. African Cup of Nations is such a hard one to predict. Yeah. Clearly. Ivory Coast, they should win that game. Yeah, they should. I mean, Algeria have not been good. I mean, for me, the, the, the Algeria um, are in the semi-finals. Yes, brilliant. Yeah, it's incredible. It's probably doing that training ground thing where they're not allowing anybody to train. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah doing that. But it's also amazing because um, it just means Pompey without more players for longer. So that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, Belhad was there. Belhad, <laughs> selfish. I mean, Yebder as well. Yebder as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ghana are through. Yeah. Hey, the boys, boys march on. Your boys. Yeah. Yeah, Angola should have beaten them. Yeah, they should have. Angola's should have kit them. looks like it's painted on as well. Yes, yeah, so it looks like one of those, you know those high belts that girls yeah. wear? Yeah. <laughs> it looks a bit like that. Manucho missed a couple of sitters, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. It's a lovely goal. a great player, though. Yeah, yeah, lovely goal from Ghana. Was it um, Ajan? Yeah. Ajan mm. or something like that. Very well taken. Asimo Ajan, I think his name is. Something like that. Yeah, brilliant goal. Great pass. And they're through. Egypt beat Cameroon three one after Eki time. My tip for the uh, for the title are out. Well, after Mali and Ghana. No, uh, Cameroon. Oh, okay. Cameroon were my main tip, and then Mali were my little. Uh, okay. Little cheeky ten pence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's betting um, shots not not going very well, is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm losing money. So Egypt, <laughs> out, Egypt, Algeria in the semi. That's going to be massive. Yeah. Are they definitely drawn against each other? Yeah, they play each other in the semi. My yeah. giddy aunt. Oh dear, of course. Yes, the uh, the, the old match of hate, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Well, I hope it all passes without incident. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we absolutely all? Cameroon and Ivory Coast, the two favourites around. It's, as you say, that it's just so unbelievably unpredictable. Mm. I mean, the Ivory Coast in particular were guilty of just turning off when they scored. They just really just were like, all right, let's just sort of ride it out without really trying and just conceded the stupidest goal. The defending was atrocious Yeah, yeah. for both those goals. I think Angola have been one of the best teams so far going forward. Yeah. But they just, against Ghana, they just had didn't take the chances. Yeah. They did. They, well, like I said, they missed chances, and that's, that's cost them. Yeah. But Angola, as we were saying last week, that they're much more confident at home. Obviously, they look a different side to what they did in the World Cup. So, yeah. it's been a great tournament so far, though. Isn't it? I mean, it always is, but it's just sort of again just, just been great. On the weekend, the Milan derby happened. It did. <laughs> as scheduled. <laughs> no one can deny that. <laughs> Both, yeah. Into one two nil with nine men. D Beck and the boys. Missed the chance to catch up some uh, precious ground. Yeah, I thought Inter. Milan would win that. I must say, I, I thought, thought they their were momentum would sort of carry them through. But oh, that's right there. But but Inter did. And uh, did you watch it, champs? Yes. Yep. Good. I, I saw ten minutes of it on uh, Arabic television, and, I, <laughs> and then I discovered that ESPN was free for a yeah. weekend. Wow. I saw highlights afterwards, not realising that ESPN was free at all. So I would have watched it, but I didn't know I could. Well, I watched it because I'm committed. <laughs> but. Um, nice. I mean, it's difficult when you get sort of caught up in the Milan hype. I suppose they're in a good run of form. Ronaldinho's playing well. They got a good, a good side. Debex there, exactly. But it's, it's it, you've got to remember that Inter are top for a reason. Their first eleven is absolutely superb. Yeah. I mean, Montari aside, who looks like he needs water wings at that level <laughs> to keep up. Um, he's so out, depth, he's so out of his depth is untrue. No, but he is though. He's out, I'm not saying he's still good for Pompey, but he's not good enough for a Milan derby, in my opinion. Um, and Melito and Pandev, they are like. The scariest looking front two I've ever seen. I hate to play against Pandev's it. goal, the free kick, it wasn't really that much in the corner. I'm surprised the keeper didn't get that. I don't think the, the keeper didn't move, either. But, yeah. but Pandev should have scored. That. That's a lovely finish where he clips it over the keeper and it hit the post. That, I really felt yeah. that was unfortunate. Because Inter would have been, like Mourinho said, you know, it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but he said Inter could have won that game with seven men. Was that was do, so much better. How do you think Beckham played? I, I didn't I, think he was in it that much. I, th- I thought against a few a, good balls. He, he, in got, the box. he got put a, a couple of um, good few balls into the centre. Oh, yeah, nobody, nobody was nobody was there. They weren't challenging the goalkeeper. Nah. It was just he came into it a lot in the second half, and they started yeah. knocking on the door just after half time. But he was playing against David Santon, who's an inexperienced left back. He should have done it a bit better, in my opinion. Um, what did you make of the um, sending off to Schneider? Oh, ludicrous! Really? It was for, for sarcastic applause. Yeah, straight red for that is just incredibly harsh. But I, don't I mean, think I don't think it was for that. I think it was, he said something to the referee afterwards. Well, well, Jose said, I think we all understand that it was no coincidence that he showed the red card to Schneider. Did he? Yeah. Is he Dutch? Uh, <laughs> hang on, that wasn't Dutch. <laughs> that was inch perfect. Let's Portuguese. hear your Jose. Sounded a bit Dutch. I can't do it. Passion for the game is uh, passion for the game. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit better. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll say that again in case um, nobody understood what the hell I was saying. 
Um, Jose said that I think we all understand that it was no coincidence that he showed the red card to Schneider. I have realised that they are not going to allow us to wrap this title up. Oh. Mm. Well, I mean, if, if what James was saying is true and it was just for the applause, and that's that's not correct, that's a poor decision, but I'm pretty sure I saw him say something as well. So mm. if he's levelled like foul and abusive language at the ref, then he's got he's got to be sent off. That's always been a red card offence. Wasn't wasn't Lucio booked for diving when Schneider was sent off? That's Yeah, that's the incident. Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah. that's incredibly harsh on Lucio as well because he was later sent off for another yellow. So it's yeah. it's, it's incredible they still managed to win against mm. such a, in such a sort of heated game. Well, as Luke says, Jose did say that they would have won with seven. He said... Uh, <laughs> Maybe with six we would have struggled, but we would have won with seven. Um, <laughs> the game would have been stopped. If they got yeah. <laughs> he said everything was done to try to prevent Inter from winning, um, but my squad is strong and we will win the Scudetto. But I will leave it at that. This is your country and your league. I am just a foreigner working here. One day I will go and leave this problem with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he says I'll leave it at that halfway through and then yeah. just goes on some more rambling <laughs> mental. It's like the old I expect, I expect a Christmas card from him. That, yeah. <laughs> he was whipping the crowd into a frenzy towards yeah. him as well. Once oh, again, yeah. The points were in the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was great stuff. I um don't like to see Lucio diving. No. Mm. I'll tell you who's an underrated diver, or mm. Massimo Ambrosini. Oh, is he? He does yeah. all the time he does. He um, did a brilliant back heel at one point. I think he's a good player. I, I I just think it's a shame that Milan couldn't really step up when it mattered. And I I do think arguably that Leonardo is a little bit inept at the top level. Well, is it, well hang on, at the top level, I mean, bearing in mind he's they are second in the league, and Inter have dominated for the last few years. I know that. But to say he's inept at this top level is a bit harsh. It's easy to get carried away with Milan's performances, but we'll see. When Leonardo goes up against United in the Champions League, yeah, we'll course. see what happens. Yeah. No, of course we will do. I mean, and Ronaldinho's been flying high at the moment, missing a penalty in a crucial game. It's a shame. It was a good save, though. It was a good yeah, it save. was a good save. It was a good save. At Sampdoria, the um, manager Luigi Del Neri denies having a bust-up with uh, Antonio Cassano. Encourage it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You deny it all you want. I'll <laughs> stick my neck out and say it definitely happened. Because <laughs> Cassano, like I said earlier about uh, Evermo, he, he can start a fight in an empty room, that boy. Yeah. Yep. If he gets hungry, you're in trouble. <laughs> he loves his food. So uh, I'd imagine he probably has. In Spain, uh, Ronaldo scored twice and then was sent off. Definitely a sending off for me, that. Well, Ronaldo said, it wasn't my intention uh, to injure him. I'm very sad for what happened, but calm. Mm, well, I, I saw that incident, I saw that game, and um, he definitely had a little look. Yeah, he sort of flung his elbow I think out. So as well. Second goal was brilliant, though, that he scored. Mm. But you also said. In Second his, goal was a great one. But that quote he said was also those who know me know it was all my inten- always, it is always my intention to play the ball. What was the elbow? Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, see yeah. how that's the case. He said he learned in England not to deceive the referees. Really? I, I was going to say. sure that's not mis- really? mistranslated as how to deceive the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I um, can only assume. For, for a player who's not played as many matches as he could have, he's. He, is he still a top scorer for, for Real? He's got to be up there. He's a phenomenal player. He's got player. 15, 16 in all competitions. Right. Cristiano Ronaldo right. is a phenomenal player. It doesn't matter what you say about him. Yes, he can be a little bit of a what's it every now and then, but he just comes straight back into the side and scores goals. He's massive. He is as well. Oh, he he is, you, you, you forget how big he is. He's actually quite a sort of tall, quite muscular guy You've as well. been checking out the Armani adverts. Check I have, the, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Lower parts of that. He's, He's a big old around. unit. Apparently he does like 1,200 sit-ups a day. That's what I had. Blimey, O'Reilly. He goes home and then he right. trains again. Is it wrong to think that I still think I could take him in a fight? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the frustrating thing, isn't it? You, so often we've wanted to smack Ronaldo as, as English yeah. football fans, and he'd, he'd do us, wouldn't he? We've got to accept he'd, he would he'd win. He'd probably take on two of us very well. He'd do me for pace. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably, he's probably your height. He's probably your height, and th- that's an imposing height for any man. I think he's 6'1". And, yeah. and he could yeah. he could go all day. He could punch and punch and punch. You've got a weight yeah. advantage, I'll give you that. So if you could manage to wriggle yourself well, over him... <laughs> You might have a chance. After I finish with Gary Kirk, I'll take him on. <laughs> Wriggle over him. I reckon he'd give a mean headbutt as well. Because he's a great header of the but ball. All I'm saying is he, he's, just, he's just a Get bit a lot of direction on it. That's when, right. All I'm saying is obviously he's stronger than me, but would he fancy it is what I'm saying. He'd have you. End <laughs> of. End of. I'm only winding you up. I'm only winding you up. Oh, are you? I thought you were being serious. Um, and that was ESPN's coverage. Oh, Tyrone Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of it. Yeah. Oh dear. And, uh, if it, just the constant advertising of uh, of ESPN services during that derby. Bloody hell. Yeah, people mm. were saying that on, on the old on the fan page. All the, the, the listeners were saying that, like, um, why do they keep advertising stuff all the time? <laughs> and, they're, and they're saying stuff like, <laughs> "What a great pass from Ambrosini, and you shouldn't pass the opportunity up to, <laughs> to, to take up ESPN's offer." Yeah. Hey, look at all those footballers kicking the ball around with their legs. If you've got legs, you should get the <laughs> <in> ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. Um, it's all true. Recommended. Um, but Real Madrid apparently have won the race to sign uh, Racing Santander's young striker Canales. That's very sad. Sergio Canales. That makes me sad. Mm, apparently he was shown mm. around Arsenal. A friend of the guy I was with when you actually sent me that text was um, his mate had just texted him to say that he knew somebody was meant to be showing him around and he was actually going to go round to this guy's house and just sort of like play computer games with Sergio Canales. But so, yeah, he was here. Apparently he was keen on it as well, but obviously and then he, Madrid have got him. He saw Michael's high class fish bar on Holloway Road and just yeah. thought, nah. He saw Global Internet on Holloway Road. If I was spending an afternoon with Sergio Canales, I wouldn't want to play computer games. Broken Britain. I want to be playing football in the garden. Well, you might break him, you know. True, we, yeah. We've seen how violent you get yes. against skillful players. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think you might be able to outpace me. Mm. Canales, do you think I can canalave you? Mm. <laughs> well, apparently the Real Madrid are going to let him stay there for, on, at Racing Two for a couple of it? seasons, aren't yeah. they? Like, basically loan him back, which is good. Yeah, I, it's I, I, a I, shame I, that they're sort of sort of sweeping it up already. It's a it, shame it's you just, don't get these players staying yeah. longer than that anymore. It's good that he's going to have those extra couple of seasons at Santander. Well, they've insisted on it, haven't they? Assuming that this deal actually does go through but it's just a shame that no matter how well he does and and whatever he'd fancy he's tied into that Madrid yeah it's, it's also a punt on their part it could be shit in two years it might never materialise you know we, we might know by then I think they're Ma- worth worth the risk I can judge a player Jeremy he's the real deal <laughs> maybe he is going to move to London but he's going to be working in the uh, the building society slash bank Santander oh yeah <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's been loaned out to a, to be a cashier yeah. yeah do you know I didn't think of that Pete. Yeah. Yeah. probably because it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Rude Van Nistelrooy has gone to Hamburg. He turned down West Ham's generous offer. Did I love he? that. David Sullivan takes over West Ham and says, oh, we've got so many debts <laughs> and I'm not as rich as a Saudi Arabian businessman. Yeah, look at my ridiculous jacket, for one. <laughs> but I would benefit from some sort of headwear <laughs> Next to cover day. my face. <laughs> Next day in the papers, West Ham offer Rude Van Nistelrooy 100 grand a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did say they could sustain one sort of massive pl- player, but I think it's it's great that you know, Van Nistel has gone to Hamburg because they're a club that's going to be challenging for stuff and it's it's nice to see that he's not going to just sort of see out his days just picking yeah. up a wage no, there's no disrespect class. to West Ham but Van Nistel is class he had a good little send off as well uh, uh, the Santiago Bernabeu yeah mm. nice nice little touch didn't Hippia score for um, Leverkusen oh we're going to Germany to send them well let's go Hamburg. let's go Hamburg you said Hamburg he's going to Hamburg well, we're in Germany already well, one foot uh, in there one foot my there. mistake yeah. my mistake Mr. Uh, well Travel. Sorry, I was going to yeah. say. Alan Dicker over there. Yeah. <laughs> Naughty. Yeah. Hippier did score for Leverkusen. Yeah. And uh, he sent them top of the league. Oh, Beat Hoffenheim, didn't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, things are uh, hottening up. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed Bayern Munich against Werder Bremen yeah. at the weekend as well. Is that on the Eskern as well? I, uh, <laughs> no, I watched it in the, in the night. Ian Robin scored a brilliant free kick if you want to check that out on YouTube oh, was the, uh, on the and he went over to celebrate and he, with Van Hal yeah, yeah and he, oh, he ran over to Van Hal and Van Hal fell over that's oh, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. he ran over to. he's clearly headed over to him and Van Hal suddenly run, tries last, to run away suddenly shat himself at the last minute and tried to run back to the bench for some reason tripped over and lay on the ground and put his arms up <laughs> and then Robin dived on him that's amazing <laughs> and everyone went on, in on top and R- Frank is looking more like a drawing of Gary Neville every single day I think he's yeah. a weird looking I fella. think that's harsh for Frank Ribery <laughs> <laughs> dear oh dear um, is, is that because um, like oddly face oddly facial scarred footballers are all ganging up on Gary Neville <laughs> <laughs> very true in Brazil Ronaldo has said that he will score 30 goals for Corinthians in 2010 Sorry. He said that last year as well. He did say that last year, and uh, he didn't get that many. He did. well, he, he missed two months with a broken hand, but still managed to get twenty-three. He I'm said, not... "I'll keep the target of thirty goals. I will play more and hope to have the good fortune of staying injury-free. If I hadn't injured my hand last year, I would have done it." You say it like he's sort of given some kind of decree. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of like he's sort of sitting around a big table having a feast. Like, <laughs> Next year I will score thirty goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope he does. I'm not. I'm not going to question it because I love him. Mm, I'd love to. We see all that, love him. We all love him. He's having a pop at Roberto Carlos though. I'm not really? having that. Well, <laughs> he said Roberto Carlos' taste in music is making my stay at the training camp even more difficult. Did, did they, I like to think they had that disagreement inside the Dean Windass Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what kind of music it is. I reckon it's, it's anti-Ronaldo music. Yeah. I hate you, Ronaldo. <laughs> was it, was it like a Roberto Carlos rap, like a, like a, a, a bit of beef, hip-hop beef with Ronaldo? 
East Coast, West Coast. I reckon it's a joke. I reckon it's it's all tickety boo and they like each other really. Yeah, I can't live in the world where Ronaldo and Roberto Carlos <laughs> don't like each other, so we'll have to just pretend it's a joke. Yeah, of course it's a joke. He did laugh after he said that. <laughs> he went. <laughs> that is his laugh. <laughs> and the accent as well. Spot on there, Kate. <laughs> I was got thirty goals. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Your music taste is rubbish. California. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What's popping? This emails, isn't it? <laughs> Two pack in the studio. Yes. Emails. Uh, James or Jim? I'd like you to go first. Well, I shall. Uh, evening ramble types like that straight away. Uh, in light of the rambles, interesting, ludicrous things heard at football matches allow me to add two belters I heard while watching the Trojans of Dumbarton. They're up against the might of Strathclyde and things were going against those brave boys in golden black. Then a voice rang from the back of the stand. Referee! Referee! Your taxi's arrived! It's the one with the funny on it! <laughs> what? What does that even mean? I have no idea. Did he mean bonnet? <laughs> it's the one with the funny on it. Apologies for the accent. Um, genius. I assume with your apparent knowledge of the west of Scotland, you can imagine just how beautifully this was delivered. That's Absolutely. from Johnny, who's in exile in Austria. I don't know what you've done, mate, but um, yeah. sorry yeah. to hear that. It's a regular feature, like things you've heard at games, send yeah. them in, they're funny. Yeah. Things you've seen on cars. <laughs> yeah. so that's a first for me, to be honest. <laughs> Same. Someone, e- someone emailed in asking if we'd seen any lower league Scottish games. <laughs> I, the, 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 the nearest thing I've seen was I saw Hearts versus Cowden Beath in the cup ones. Cowden Beath. And of course, Cowden Beath are nicknamed the Blue Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. And, they, oh. and there was a guy who was. Uh, there was only a couple of hundred of them. And there was a guy who was. Um, when we were just sat up just above them in uh, Bonnie Tyne Castle. And there was a guy who had a, a mask of like, a human face, yeah. and it was what on the mask? back of his. Well, it could be you can have a mask of like a werewolf. Yeah, it's true. Have you got yeah, a mask of so. a werewolf? Can I borrow it? Uh, I got rid of it. Ages See, ago. Marco Materazzi wearing a mask, by the way, in the Inter Milan no? derby. Oh, he was in a, a Berlusconi mask on the final whistle. <laughs> okay, don't <laughs> Sorry, bring in yeah. Inter Milan when Sorry. I'm talking about Sorry. Hearts versus Cowden Beach. And uh, <laughs> he, he put it on the back of his head. And he was bald, but it looked really like someone was looking at you the whole game. Weird. <laughs> and then he kind of turned around and he was there again. Are they that called every week? Yeah, are they five called... nil, five nil to Hearts. Are they called the Blue Brazil because they're painted blue, sort of a la Brave Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid not. Mm. But, um, there you Resist. go. So I have seen uh, the Blue Brazil play. So up all of yours, uh, Pete. <laughs> no, Luke. All right. Sorry, oh, Pete was ready right. to go then. That's harsh. As fuck. <laughs> no, 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 so right. harsh. He giveth with one hand. Thus. Right, this is quite a long one, but it is. Decent, so we're going to read it. Um, <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> this is from Richard Smith. Go on, Richie. Dear Ramble Force. That's us. I was lucky enough to spend my new year on holiday in Abu Dhabi. Ooh. I was pleasantly surprised to find that staying in the same hotel at the time with the Inter Milan squad on their winter break. No. Ooh. No word of a lie. Being a Chelsea <laughs> fan, I obviously hold something of an admiration for Jose. Yes. I was amazed at the aura of the man as he strolled around the hotel, just soaking up attention wherever he went. <laughs> the New Year's Eve celebrations were centred around the hotel pool, with everyone dancing around the edge. After the midnight countdown... The place quietened down quickly, with most people going to bed early. Jose carried on, though. He was conversing with some of his coaching staff by the edge of the pool. He then discreetly turned away from the small group and walked to the bar to dispose of his glass of white wine. Good. As he turned back, he gradually broke into a run and launched himself into one of the oldest members of the group and shoved him into the pool. As everyone looked on as this poor old man struggled to regain his breath and swim to safety, Jose snuck away without looking back into the safety of his bodyguard. It was an unnecessary attack and not really very funny. I feel as though my respect for Jose has been drowned in the pool of his cowardice and I hope he gets embarrassed by Chelsea in the Champions League. Passion for a joke is passion yeah. for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks I, for that, Richard. I, that's lovely stuff. I think I'd have enjoyed it. I, I was going to say, I'd love to see Jose battering It depends how horrific the man was struggling. I mean, you don't want to see a man drown. <laughs> and how old as well. Yeah, he's gone too far there. <laughs> uh, my rationale, though, is that it's fine because he can't be that old if he's a coach. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, when, when you know, you know what he's like at the best of times. When Jose's had a few drinks, I bet he gets up to right. But he gets up to all kinds of shit. Where else can he put James? Mm. Oh, what we need is some sanity. Pete, provide us with that, as you always do. Uh-oh. 
And this is from <laughs> Scott Eames in uh, East Sussex. Uh, it might be Inns, actually. Inns? Inns. Hello, Ramblers. When I was a lad, my brother and I were keen collectors of the annual Panini football sticker albums. The closest we ever got to completing one was the in the 1996-97 to 97 season, uh, but finally we got to that frustrating stage where we'd waste a pa- full pound on a new packet of stickers, but you'd already have all oh, of the stickers. That. I, I had enough Derby County Chris Powell stickers to wallpaper my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be amazing if Chris yeah, Powell went around your house. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Not Alan Podge yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not long before we abandoned our quest to actually complete the album, we got a pack with Steve McManaman in. Uh, of course, we already had one, and uh, so instead of discarding it in a normal way, or perhaps swapping it with my friend Hoverboard Paul, as I did sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> lovely name, Great lovely. Stuff. My brother and I decided to try and feed it to our hamster. We put it inside the cage and waited for it to excitedly devour this tasty scouse morsel. It didn't. Um, Disappointed. I hope this wasn't a shiny, because you could kill... Nah. Stephen Manor wouldn't be a shiny. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Um, it didn't. Uh, disappointedly, uh, we moved on with our lives and forgot all about it. Then a week or so later, we found a heavily nibbled Steve McManaman lying on the stairs. We were unsure on how it got there, as the hamster hadn't escaped, or if it had, it had learnt how to close the cage again afterwards. So to make doubly <laughs> sure it was gone forever, we, sh- we sh- flushed Steve down the toilet. It took a few goes, but he eventually went. Then we found the same nibbled sticker inside a drawer. That didn't, this didn't happen. Then on the bedroom floor, we saw it several days later floating in the toilet bowl. We flushed and flushed in blind panic until he was gone. <laughs> and touch wood, we have never seen him again. That is crazy, then. The other night, as I was climbing into bed, my wife pointed out I had a sticker on my foot. I froze. Could it be? <laughs> 13 years later. Surely not. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was a closed label I'd stepped on. <laughs> what, was Steve McLaren, Steve McLaren Steve in his range? Or just <laughs> That's great stuff. Keep it with the good work, he says. Scott Innes. Oh, Scott, thanks for that, Scott. That's glorious That story, stuff. we started out with nothing, and we, yeah. we ended with everything. I can remember having a, a fiercely contested debate with a friend of mine. He was a Merlin sticker book man. I was always a panini man. Oh, right. what was the difference now? I, just I, think I, was, I think I was panini. Yeah, I think I anyone worth his salt is panini. <laughs> right. Who's the championship manager goodie bag going to, Marcus? It's got to go to Scott. Love. For his love of panini stickers. There will probably be a Steve McManaman sticker in your champ manager goodie bag, mate. <laughs> probably not. No, yeah. Spiegel, Spiegel! <laughs> oh, it's profile time. It is. Spiegel, Spiegel. Um... <laughs> Three players are going in today, Pete. At once? Yeah. Uh, Wowzers. Not, not seen since the three degrees. Not seen the <laughs> likes of this since the three degrees. And that stadium probably had it a fit in. Yeah. <laughs> when we put teams in. It's, it's happened before, basically. <laughs> there is a precedent, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. But this is specifically a trio. It's Gunnar Nordell, Gunnar Gren and Nils Leedham. The Granoli trio of the great 1950s AC Milan side. Oh, this is going to be an educational one. <laughs> mm. And it's well before the Summer of Love as well. Yeah. My favourites. Let me start by saying that Milan did not win the Italian Championship between 1907 and 1951. That's loads of years. It That's is. a drought. It is a drought. That's a Maldini career. <laughs> it's a Chelsea-esque drought. It is. <laughs> Now, as we all know, they've, they've produced uh, many great teams during their history in Milan. But their first was undoubtedly the team. With the Swedish trio of Gunnar Gren, Gunnar Odell and Nils Liedholm. Well, it was the Italian media took the first part from each of their surnames to form the contraction, the Grinoli. Mm. They should have called Lazy. it the... Lazy. They should have called it the Gun Gun Lied. <laughs> they could have done. <laughs> yeah. um, that Gun Gun Lied. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, let me continue. These three Please. forwards, uh, th- these three players were a massive part of the Swedish side that won Olympic gold at the 1948 uh, tournament in London. And uh, shortly after that success, uh, they went to Milan. And in their first season, in the 1949-1950 season, they were a part of the side that scored 118 goals in 38 matches. Blimey. They only finished second that year. <laughs> but they won, yeah. But they won the league the following year with 107 goals in in 38 games. We'll go through them uh, individually, though. Uh, Gunnar Nordell um, is arguably one of the finest players ever to come from the Nordic region, and he was Sweden's first ever foreign-based professional footballer. Mm. He was too young to take part. You see, not many people have heard of this man. No. 
He was too young to take part in some of the pre-World War II World Cups and too old to have any lasting impact on uh, the European club competitions. And he was quite unlucky because Sweden's Football Federation banned foreign-based professionals at national team level in uh, the early 50s. I'm immediately against that. Yeah, just <laughs> such an odd decision. Yeah. Well, he was such a, he could have been such a valuable asset to them in yeah. 1950 and 1954 World Cups because he was banging the goals in yeah. for Milan. And when I say he was banging the goals in for Milan, he is Milan's all-time top goal scorer. That, that is incredible. Into your pipes and puff it. That's a lovely little nugget, that is, because you yeah. think, oh, everyone knows who the top scorer for Milan is. Yeah, but a lot of people won't have heard of this man. No, I've never heard of him until recently. Yeah. He is the Milan's all-time... A club like Milan, all-time top goal scorer. Isn't he the second ever top scorer in Serie A as well? In Serie A's history. Yeah. Incredible. Actually, I read a bit of this as well, but the guy who scored... Um guy who is the top scorer in Serie A played like two, three hundred games more than he Yeah, did. he did, yeah. 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 I yeah. think he was for Pro Vicelli. Yeah, he started off pro, the, the classic Pro Vicelli side. Yeah, but yeah. He's, he, like, like Jim said, he played about 500 games, whereas Nodal only played about 280 or something. Yeah, that's right. Well, he, um, he, Nodal, uh, he was um, a very strong uh, centre forward, a very pacey, incredibly powerful shot, and he was described as just a nightmare for defenders to yeah. deal with. He started at one of his uh, local sides in Sweden in 1937 and scored 68 goals in 41 games. So uh, it, Biscan-esque. Yeah. <laughs> we see all the big boys that are not yeah. recognised. Joseph yeah. Biscan, yeah, yeah, another yeah. one, um, who was a previous profile we did. He then moved on to uh, Degafors, who were a Swedish first division side, and scored 56 in 77. And then he went to their rivals, IFK Norkoping. I'm sure I've pronounced that wrong, but you get the picture. And he scored 93 in 95 games. <laughs> so he's then gone to Milan. They thought we'll, we'll have a bit of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he scored 221 goals in 268 appearances between 1949 and 1956. And as you say, he's the second highest uh, scorer in Serie A's history. And he scored an incredible 35 goals in his first full season in Serie A which uh, is a record that still stands today. It's just amazing because what, what we're effectively saying is, if you take a moment to stop and think about it, when he plays, mm. he's virtually guaranteed to score. <laughs> yeah. So you've almost already got like a goal head start. He was the top scorer in Serie A in 1950, 51, 53, 54 and 55. <laughs> he dominated. He captained the side uh, to two Scudettos in the 1950s and uh, he joined Roma after that, but that was kind of in getting into the twilight of his career. Mm. Winding down. Exactly. But uh, his um, record for the Swedish national team, uh, even though he did miss some some great years there, potentially great years, he scored 43 times in 33 matches. <laughs> <laughs> and he is second on their all-time goal scorers list. Wow. Just absolutely incredible. And according to the Times, um, they, as they put it when they were looking back at the man's career, they said, Italy wouldn't see such startling power again until Milan signed George Weyer in 1995. Mm. Man, well ahead of his time then. There you go, Hall of mm. Fame of George Weyer. <laughs> what about the other two, Marcus? Tell well, about the other two. Let's move on to Gunnar Gren. He was um, described as a tremendous roaming midfielder who provided a lot of uh, assists uh, for Nordell to score and uh, was particularly influential in the 1951 league triumph and uh, he was um he pl- he started he was most notably played for most notably um played for IFK Gothenburg in Sweden mm. he got 79 in 168 games midfielder though for a midfielder yeah, yeah. he scored 38 in 133 matches for league matches for Milan so he was at Milan for a few seasons they weren't together the whole time in the 50s okay. yeah but they were there for the um the 51 win and then he moved on to Fiorentina and then later at uh, Genoa. But whilst at Milan, he actually, in 1952, in between managers, he managed the team while playing. <laughs> Still in like well into his playing days. He wasn't yeah. like an old man or anything. That's great stuff. Um, and he was a very skillful player. And at the age of 38... He was still around to play in the 1958 uh, World Cup with Sweden when they got to the final. Yeah, that's right. He was that skillful. Gunnar Nordell uh, retired just before that uh, mm. tournament, which is a shame because it would have been great he to see him He might have made a difference. Mm. He could have made the difference. Of course, they lost 5-2 to, to Pele in Brazil in the yeah. final, but he scored 32 goals in 57 international matches. For, I mean, that's a midfielder we're talking about there. Absolutely. You know? And the final David piece... David Platt-esque. It, <laughs> <laughs> the final piece of the trio is, of course, Nils uh, Liedholm. Of course. Yeah. Who uh, is described as a classy and, and elegant midfielder. And along with uh, Gunnar Gren, he was very influential in setting up Nadal for many of his goals. 
Um, he played for uh, I.K. Sleipner in Sweden and then joined uh, he joined Gunnar Nodal at uh, Norrköping where they won two league titles together mm. so already a bond mm. and then of course he went to Milan in 1949 and played out the rest of his career there he by far played the longest at Milan out of the three and uh, he was often the leader of the team uh, for 12 seasons until he retired at the age of 39. He was described as, a, as an upright, controlled uh, player who seemed to keep the ball magnetically close to his feet and refused to be hurried by defenders. Mm. And his, uh, Love that. I refuse for you to hurry me. <laughs> I should be playing this at my own pace. Well, he dictated the, to the pace of the game. I sort of try and do that, but people, players just sort of go, well, no, you're not. Yeah. They take the ball off me. His clever distribution was the heartbeat of the team, uh, it was often said. And there's a, there's a little uh, story, a, a tale, a myth, a legend, perhaps a bit of truth, I don't know. But uh, I'll let I want to hear it anyway. I'll let you be, uh, decide. It was once said of Lydholm that he went two years without misplacing a pass. And when, <laughs> and when he finally gave the ball away, he immediately received a standing ovation which lasted about five minutes. Like, that's true. <laughs> that's, I, I hope that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, but come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, a great story. It's, it's a lovely little legend. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. It's good enough for me. It's probably on YouTube. We'll have a look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole two years. From the fifties. <laughs> um, and uh, at age, he was nearly thirty-six when he led Sweden to the World Cup final. What are you going to say? He was nearly thirty-six when he first gave the ball away. <laughs> <laughs> he always kept one on him. Never yeah. lost it. Yeah. <laughs> he tucked under his arm. And uh, he only played 24 times for Sweden, but he scored 10 goals. And he went on to manage Milan, uh, amongst a few other teams in Italy, and he um, steered them to their 10th Serie A title in 1979. He also managed Roma and won their second ever Serie A title in 1983. It's crazy to think a big side like Roma, only second title in 1983. Mm. Mm. And it was his Roma side that lost on penalties to Liverpool in the European Cup in 1984 oh, in the okay, final yeah. they in crossed the final. over a lot these, these three didn't they absolutely yeah. absolutely. it's really interesting because they've obviously kicked the door down for the three Dutch boys in, in the 80s well Leedholm was also uh, Leedholm was also uh, known as a tactical innovator who uh, successfully deployed zonal marking Okay. As an alternative to uh, the classic uh, man-marking sweeper system. And which big club side employs zonal marking to good effect at the moment? It's Barcelona. Correct. Yeah! Correct. Well done. Mm. Well done indeed. It's a bad press, zonal marking. Barcelona <laughs> got something to say about that. Yeah, exactly. And so does, so does uh, Leedholm. So does Nils. Yeah. He also gave a 16-year-old Paolo Maldini his debut. Oh, that's a oh. lovely little one. <laughs> Jamie read that and he's saying, that is a lovely little fact. St- oh, that is <laughs> literally a coop. I'm glad the start of that sentence ended how it ended. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. He also gave a 60... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the profile ends. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, that's, that is superb stuff. So for that alone... He's in. He's in. Yeah. And so is Gunnar Gren, Gunnar Nordell and Nils Liedholm. Welcome. Granoli. Welcome in Granoli. Yeah. Not to be confused with granola, Pete. Hey! I was going to do a granola jog, but it just so happens I couldn't be asked to write one. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. Um, if you want to email us, the address is podcast at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com. Check it out because uh, we have Ramble Tube up there, which is a few little videos of what we've been talking about this show and some marvellous blogs on there too. May I recommend the Jim Love Toy one? Gentlemen, do we have any notices? We do. We've been very lucky, boys, in that we've been nominated for two awards. Woo-hoo! Check that out. It's the soccerlens.com awards. We've been nominated for best podcast and also funniest website, which is which is brilliant. So um, if you make your way over to soccerlens.com, you can vote for us in both of those categories. Put a link on the website or something. Yeah, yeah we, we will. We bloody will. Yeah, yeah. I've got a notice. Ooh. <laughs> it's a big one. Sorry, wow. James. I'm into you. I've then. already noticed um, it. Mm. Um, big news. We're going to do an extra little ramble show every week yep. called Ramble Extra. For now. Yeah. Original, original name. If you can think of a better name and email it in. It's going to come out every Friday. And it'll be a little bit extra from, from the week's football, a little bit of banter here and there. And it'll be available exclusively um, with the kind chaps over at 442.com. So that's every Friday. And that's different material to what we Oh, yeah, it's completely separate to this, yeah. Material. Um, we, we've different got, stuff. We're so creative. The juices just won't stop flowing. <laughs> so we need an outlet. Yeah, we need a bucket. <laughs> yeah. So get yourself over to 442.com every Friday. And um, obviously our show comes out on the Wednesday, but the extra show will be a couple of days after that, just for, ready for the weekend. And you can find that on 442.com. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Lukey. Goodbye. And say goodbye, James or Jim. Goodbye. We're all off to kick a ball at Robbie Savage. Ta. <laughs>
<laughs> Come on, Pete. Shut up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 